Shabbat Shalom and welcome to A Christian Voice for October 25th, 2014. I did something recently I never do. I went to a movie. Not only did I go, I went on opening night. What was so great I broke form? The new Left Behind movie. In fairness to the creators, I have seen all the old series starring Kirk Cameron, so I somewhat knew what was coming. I expected a very gripping, fast-paced, end-time scenario. Lots of excitement, lots of doctrinal error. I've also read the first two books. Same experience. Exciting and oh so wrong. A friend invited me, so I thought, hey, if they're remaking the movie, maybe they've prayerfully revisited the Bible and are fixing some of the gross errors. Not so, my friends. I'm going to ignore the timing of the rapture issue today, which I am not in agreement with. Here are the four major problems I will be addressing today. Secrecy of the rapture. Where are the dead in Christ? Innocence of children. And salvation after the rapture. First point, a silent or secret rapture is unbiblical. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17 read, For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hmm, a shout. The voice of the archangel. The trump of God. So there's some noise going on there. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 51 and 52 tell us, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Uh-oh, there's that loud trumpet again. Not silent, methinks. And really, no one but no one is going to notice dead people alive again? In Acts 1, verses 9 through 11, we read, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In like manner as ye have seen him, his leaving was visible, so shall his return be. Now for the dead in Christ. Where are they? We've seen already that the dead in Christ shall rise first. This does not happen in the Left Behind movie. No graves mentioned at all, unless I was snoring during that scene. No one saw anything out of the ordinary, like people flying through the skies. I think when dead people come out of the earth and float through the air on the upward journey to meet the very visible Jesus Christ, that someone, somewhere, might possibly notice it. The book of Revelation tells us that every eye shall see him. Next issue. In the movie, all children everywhere on earth vanish. Now they've made some very funny moments out of it, like when someone suggests they're still there, just invisible. One guy scoffs, then secretly tries to feel for a body. Or at least tries to be secretive while we all laugh at his bluffing skepticism. Problem is, it isn't true. 
Where will you find in the totality of the Bible that souls have ages? Only bodies have ages. Our soul is the part of us that was created in God's image. He breathed his own breath into us, breathed life, and man became a living soul. That is the part of us that will live forever, either in heaven or the lake of fire. The Bible says that the soul that sinneth, it shall die, not the body that sinneth, the soul. God's word is very clear in this point. In Adam, all die. Every descendant of Adam is born in sin. In the theological world, or Christianese if you prefer that term, we call that concept original sin. The authors of this book clearly do not believe in this fundamental Christian doctrine. Either that, or they don't believe children are an Adam. Big problems either way. All of Adam's race are sinners. King David said in the Psalms that he was conceived in sin in his mother's womb. That does not mean mommy was a sinner. It means that David acknowledged his preborn state to be sinful in his mother's womb. He was alive. He was part of Adam's race. He was already in sin. If children aren't sinners, they aren't human, period. That's a simple fact. Here's the scariest part of this false doctrine of childhood innocence and the mythical sliding scale of age of accountability. If children aren't sinners, aren't human beings until a certain age, why not abort them? In fact, why not kill them all? You have to follow your beliefs out to their logical end. Now, I'm sure the authors of the series have not consciously arrived at this conclusion. I don't believe they've even thought through the consequences of their beliefs. It's just a nice idea, and it gives, albeit false, comfort to those who lose children. I myself have lost children. I don't want false hope. I don't want to be frantically searching heaven for those who aren't there. I don't want to live in deceit, whether of my own or someone else's making. I'd rather have truth. I'd rather honestly mourn, cry, scream, hit something until my knuckles are raw and bloody, climb high mountains and consider not coming down, anything else I need to do until the pain eases. I'd rather confront my pain with truth, even if it takes a long time to get to that point. What I don't want in that situation is some trite, patronizing lie that seeks to cover and diminish my grief. The Bible tells us that truth will set you free. This is very true. Truth and only truth. Again, I'm sure LaHaye and Jenkins are not intending to endorse murdering children through abortion or otherwise, but intellectual honesty bids that conclusion. Last point, salvation after the rapture. We are admonished in scripture to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Why would we have to if time doesn't run out for us? When Jesus returns, buddy, you can bet everyone will believe in him. It's just too late then. Unless you're one of the 144,000 Jewish males who have not defiled themselves with women, which you're probably not. I know I'm gonna get ripped for this whole show, but bring it. I can and will only believe in God's word not man's opinion about God's word, not man's best scholarship upon God's word. I'm standing on the B-I-B-L-E. Yep, that's the book for me. Even if I stand all alone on the word of God, here I'll stay by his grace. Consider this passage from Revelation, chapter one, verse seven. Behold, he comes with clouds and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. 
and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. You can bet many will be shouting, wait, I do believe, I do believe. I believe now. Oh, what a crushing blow that will be to be left behind. Wailing indeed. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry and he perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Psalm 2.12 Put their trust in who exactly? In the Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the Savior of the world, but also the Judge. That all said, there is one great truth in this movie. Some may argue that this truth trumps all of the error. What is this great truth? Why should we ever consider inviting those yet unsaved to something dripping with biblical falsehood? The truth is this. Jesus of Nazareth is coming to earth again, and we don't know when. We're given signs in the Bible. All of these signs are in agreement as to one thing. It can't be too much longer, folks. When he comes, only those who already believe will go with him. There will be darkness in the world in those days, sufferings worse than the world has ever known. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Accept Jesus now. Believe what he says in scripture. Believe the guys who were with him that penned these truths within a single generation. If you don't believe me on that, do your research. Credible sources, please. Don't reply to me quoting people, quoting people, quoting, okay? I'll just flatly ignore you if you do that, as you would surely do with me. Well, what else should you believe? Believe Jesus died on the cross for your sin and rose again. Agree with God that you need forgiveness. Ask him to forgive you and change your heart to love what he loves, which is your soul, to hate your sin like he hates it. There will be those who are, finally and forever, left behind. Make sure you're not one of them. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2014, A Christian.